By watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to episode 75 of the Cannabis 101 podcast, hour one that is, hour two will come out this Wednesday featuring Nathan Meissen of uh, Diplomat Consulting and uh, Chris Ianson of Nova Cannabis, Jasper Av on What's That Strain. But we've got a great show for you today. Remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. But there is one way that we tend to kick things off on this program, and that's finding out what's your groove. in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? Kind of grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? Pipe in a crate, long in a blitz. This is great. This is the bee's knees. Can you dig it? All right, so I'm going to get my groove on with the Slash from Stonesmiths. Uh, comes with this uh, really cool uh, holder uh, that you can uh, keep all of your cool cannabis goods in. I'm still rocking uh, the uh, Banana Punch, and I'm going to get this going with the little 12-second auto-fire. You just double-click it, let it warm up for four seconds. And then you get your groove on. Very, very nice. So that's what I'm doing. Banana Punch uh, Shatter from uh, Stigma Grow has such a great tropical feel to it. I absolutely love it. It's going to be one of our cultivars on the 12 cultivars of Christmas, which start tomorrow. One a day until December 24th, myself and Chris Ianson will will bring you our 12 cultivars each, and uh, we've got a lot of great things lined up in regards to that and some great prizes at the end of it, which will wrap up on Christmas Eve. I'm so, so uh, excited about that, and I'm I'm really excited about all the partners that we have on this program, uh, from the OZ and David Wiley. Uh, the Green Generation Co. and Malka LaBelle, uh, Regal Cigars, Andre providing us some prizes to give away, and we're going to get him on the show at some point. And, of course, Stonesmiths, as I mentioned. Check them out, uh, stonesmiths.ca. We're giving one of these away. We're giving away a slash next week. You're going to love the built-in loader and the battery built for Edmonton. You can find them, by the way, at Shellshock Edmonton, Smokers Junction in Calgary, as well as uh, Cowboys Smoke Shop. <laughs> In Calgary and Vancouver. 
So this is what's coming down the hash pipe on this show today. We will have this week in Cannabis News. David Riley uh, could not join us this week, so I'll be handling that myself. Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. will join me on the business of cannabis. We're going to talk about education, defeating stigma. Also a company called Hemp E and the word sustainability is going to come up. Uh, also, going to bring you One Hitters with Kelsey Cannabis, who joined me last week on the program. Real fun segment uh, to uh, provide a little bit more entertainment on this Monday afternoon. We will have our Weed Word of the Day, and I'll tell you about the Weed Weekly a little bit later. But right now, we got to kick things off with the Cannabis Question. It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe in a grape, bong in a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. So the question this week, what is one accessory you would like under the tree this year? Uh, we're going to have a lot of uh, holiday-themed questions in this month, as we should. Uh, and who knows? Maybe one of these that you ask for on this program will end up under your tree. You just never know, depending on what you ask for. So what is one accessory you would like under the tree this year? And by the way, we have a, a Regal Cigar. How about one of those under the tree this year? Well, if you chime in on this, you go in the mix and you could just win one before Christmas. And hopefully we'll get it shipped out so it arrives before the big day and then it's a great present for you or if you wanted to gift it for somebody else. But for me, I want to get the J-Roll. And unfortunately, it's not on the market yet, but it's a really cool machine that will roll 10 joints at once. I've been uh, chatting back and forth with the uh, creators of this um, and when it's ready to market, we're going to get them on the show and tell you all about it. But that's what I wish would show up under my tree this year is a J-Roll. But there's a lot of great accessories out there. Maybe you want a slash. Well, we'll be giving one of those away next week right here on this very program as the uh, guys behind the production of this are going to join me. I'm really, really excited about that. So hit me up, Cannabis101Podcast at gmail.com. You can also get us on our social media feeds, the Cannabis101 on Twitter and the Cannabis101Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Chime in to win a Regal Cigar. Just for chiming in, you go in the mix. What is one cannabis accessory you would like to see under the tree this year as mentioned we have a regal cigar up for grabs just for chiming in and by the way you can also win with the weed weekly and get the latest on what's happening with the cannabis 101 podcast just by subscribing to the weed weekly at cannabis 101 podcast.ca if you sign up you're in the mix for our prize pack every friday but it's only for subscribers and it's an easy way to keep up to date on what's going on with what's hopefully one of your favorite cannabis podcasts. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. 
Well, normally David Wiley from the OZ would be joining us on this segment, uh, but uh, we gave him the day off today. Maybe he's got some Christmas shopping, but he could not join us today. So uh, you're stuck with me, and I will put on uh, my uh, old news hat that I used to wear at uh, CKX TV in Brandon, as well as uh, at RDTV before I broke into the uh, sports world. And uh, we're going to talk about three very interesting stories. Uh, one um, is uh, a global story at that. And that is the fact that there is an upcoming vote uh, with the United Nations, and this could be massive for the medical cannabis industry. So the United Nations Commission on Narcotic Drugs, or CND, could, with one majority vote in a virtual meeting, accept the World Health Organization, or WHO, recommendation to remove cannabis and cannabis resin from Schedule 4 of the 1961 Single Convention on Narcotic Drugs. Uh, so this is a story that I grabbed from uh, Marijuana, uh, Marijuana Biz Daily, and uh, it's, this is why this is so uh, big. The proposal in question, 5.1, is among six WHO candidate-related recommendations on the agenda, and it's believed it's the one with the highest potential to be recommended. So uh, what they do is they will come to a conclusion hopefully next week. If this isn't postponed, it was supposed to be po- happen on March 2020, but it was postponed. So with the support of the European Union and North American nations, as well as some countries from Latin America and elsewhere, a simple majority of vote in favor of Recommendation 5.1 seems possible. But as mentioned, it could be postponed uh, because of uh, what's going on. Um, This uh, recommendation is uh, very, very important when it comes to the medical cannabis industry. The possible adoption of the recommendation could boost medical legalization efforts of policymakers and advocates around the globe and a positive outcome could also boost the efforts to reevaluate national levels of control uh example when you look at the united states government um, and maybe they would move cannabis from the most restrictive category of its controlled substances act so this is something we're going to discuss uh in a little bit more detail in hour two on wednesday with nathan nathan meissen uh, consultant with the uh, diplomats so looking forward to that conversation but man Uh, This is uh, really, really good. Now, you should know that this is not um, going to be a, a, you know, a free for all uh, when it comes uh, to, you know, cannabis or, or things around the world. It's not expected that the international controls will be loosened from the 1961 treaty. Uh, The current situation uh, with cannabis or heroin uh, they are a subset of those already in Schedule 1. And Schedule 1, uh, according to this quote, already requires the highest level of international control. But this could help some other countries and some advocates in some other countries uh, get going uh, on, uh, you know, when it comes to CBD and when it comes to cannabis. So as mentioned, Nathan is going to join us on Wednesday and we're going to discuss this a lot more in detail. But it just shows you that the wheel of cannabis is continuing to turn on the uh, international 
side of things. All right, our uh, next story uh, is a little bit closer to home, and this is great news. And this is right from the OZ uh, of David Wiley. Uh, but cannabis appears to be a definite cash crop in our country. Uh, receipts rose for cannabis 112.4% year over year to $3 billion in the first three quarters of 2020. That is two-fifths of the increase in cross uh, crop receipts, according to Stats Canada. Uh, overall, crop receipts up 14.8% to $30 billion during the first three quarters. Excluding cannabis, crop receipts would have only risen 9.2%. And cannabis, it is showing, and its production was worth about $2.3 billion in farm cash receipts in 2019, a massive increase from only $564 million in 2018. Uh, but this is amazing. Growing weed is now worth about one quarter of what farmers receive for canola, the country's largest crop. So it is making a dent, and it is definitely growing. Uh, overall, farm cash receipts for Canadian farmers totaled $51.6 billion in the first three quarters. Over half of the increase came from Saskatchewan, uh, Ontario, and Alberta. Uh, or Well, Ontario, rather, Alberta, and Quebec also reported large gains in receipts and uh, stats canada says farm cash receipts represent the cash income received from the sale of agricultural commodities as well as direct program payments made to support or subsidize the agricultural sector uh, so just just more proof that this is a uh, a plant a crop uh, that is starting to make real inroads into the economy and and the mainstream and uh, I, I I'm all for it uh, let's pick Canada uh, the uh, the biggest agricultural producer of cannabis out there might be tough but more and more farmers out there might be looking to switch over and if you've ever thought about CBD but you weren't sure well this is good news and by no means is this um, you know the be all end all when it comes to this study but Canopy Growth has completed uh, the first they think long-term uh, effects of long-term effects of CBD uh, this is kind of the first study that was out there so this is what they first of all did. They used, um, I'm just trying to find it here, uh, the C. Uh, elegans. Uh, so basically, they used a worm that has 60 to 80% of the genes shared with humans, and the worm's lifespan is only two to three weeks. So it made this study very feasible. And good results so far. Uh, and, and, you know, first of all, CBD did not demonstrate any degree of acute or lifelong toxicity or related liabilities at physiological concentrations. Instead, CBD extended the mean lifespan of up to 18% and increased late stage life activity by up to 206% compared to the untreated controls within the study. And, and the big thing to, to really, you know, it, obviously there is great information there to, you know, continue to study, but the absence of long-term toxicity uh, gives the evidence they need as an industry to continue researching the potential health be benefits uh, for the broader application of CBD. So good on uh, Canopy Growth for looking into this. Um, I, I've used CBD regularly twice a day. I will for the rest of my life. I'd like to get more people in my family uh, using it regularly because we're going to find out more great things about it. And for right now, I, what I do know is that it might not 
take away uh, your symptoms uh, if you're suffering from Alzheimer's or you have suffering, but it might make that patient just just maybe a little bit more relaxed and not as agitated when they're in those states. And maybe that's easier for the caregiver, which in turn makes it more just easier to be around those the, the people that are suffering because those patients aren't themselves. And, um, you know, if we can ease the, 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 the pain and the anxiety of both the patient and the caregiver, I think that would be absolutely awesome. All right. Well, thanks for sticking with me on uh, the solo edition of This Week in Cannabis News. Hopefully, uh, David Wiley will be back with us next week. and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Big thanks uh, to the artist, My Dead Dog, uh, for providing uh, such wonderful music to the Cannabis 101 podcast. And happy 45th birthday to the artist, My Dead Dog. Uh, Have a rolled up or a packed bowl on me today. Uh, Thank you very much, Mr. Artist. All right, I want to tell you about the Cannabis and Hemp Expo. It's going to come your way April 24th and 25th of 2021. It's been postponed, obviously, a couple of times because of COVID-19. You can find out more details at CannabisHempExpo.com. We will be there. We'll have tickets to give away. I'd love for you to come down. We will be broadcasting episodes, so be a part of an episode. Come say hi. Check it out. And keep it locked on here to get free tickets. And if you want more information, CannabisHempExpo.com. This is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. Bringing you the latest Bud Biz Buzz. Malcolm LaBelle joins me as usual for the business of cannabis. Head to www.greengencompany.com and find out how Melka can help you. Melka, welcome back to the program. How are things today? Good, Dean. It's uh, nice here. The Chinook <laughs> Arch forming. It was a good weekend. We didn't get as much snow, I think, as other parts of the right. province, but uh, it was nice. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, we, we've talked a lot about on this uh, segment about um, two things, uh, education and the stigma of uh, against cannabis. And uh, we're, we're combining those two today because I love the headline that you had for our lead topic and that education eats perception and stigma for breakfast. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I actually, this came up um, in the recent uh, National Cannabis Working Group um, with the open house uh, roundtables that they're doing right now on the Cannabis Act. So um, I'm in these roundtables that we've mentioned, I mentioned it before, 
And I think what's really cool is that they're open to the public. Anyone that uh, I believe is a chamber member, or even the member of the general public can register for and attend these uh, these open uh, working sessions. Um, and the cool thing is, so, you know, there's a lot of people on these calls and most of them are within the industry. And then there's sort of the spectators and the people that are ancillary. And Eric Foster, who's a lawyer at Denton's, he's been tasked with sort of organizing this all, this entire process and doing the review of the Cannabis Act as sort of as a neutral third party. I've never met him before, but he's a cool guy. And he did, he does a good job at sort of, you know, moderating the conversation and keeping everyone on task. So in a conversation, as tends to be when public has a chance to say something, they tend to you know, talk about a lot of stuff that's on their mind. Uh, and, and sometimes it can be a little bit of a ramble. So while this conversation is going, they have the chats on. And in the chat box, I made a comment about, you know, education eats perception and stigma for breakfast. I literally verbatim wrote that in the chat, that one sentence. And it got a lot of um, rumbles from in a positive way. So Eric called me out and he says, you know, you know, we've had Malka on these calls before um, and we really appreciate her her perspective. And, you know, we want to hear what she has to say. She made this comment in the chat and he said it out to everybody um, because it was around how do you change people's minds with, you know, 100 years of stigma and their perception around the topic of cannabis that's kind of behind them. And that's a really big hurdle that the entire industry is facing and comes up a lot. So my answer is education. And and in, in the context of the working group, not only am I part of the, their chamber um, for the National Cannabis Working Group, but I'm also on the Skills and Education Committee with other education institutions or other people that are invested in figuring out how we educate the population around this subject matter and in different ways. So basically what I'm saying is that, you know, there's many different ways to educate people. And the the answer to the problem the cannabis sector has in Canada is we need to use all of them. Um, not one, not just universities, not just, you know, media, not just mass media, not the public media, every single channel of education needs to be employed to change people's perceptions and end the stigma on cannabis. And I gave a bunch of examples on how we're trying to do that. Yeah, I I really think that 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 is the root of everything. Uh, pardon the pun. And and you've got some more uh, webinars coming up. Uh, the next one is uh, December 9th, and uh, you can uh, you can head to uh, the chat. what's the uh, the website is uh, chamber.ca is uh, yeah. where you can find the information. And and you mentioned um, you know these are some really passionate people and companies within this industry. Yeah, there's some big players here. I mean, you look at the companies involved, we've got Loblaws, right? You know, we've got, uh, they own Shoppers Drug Mart, who is a major stakeholder in the success of this industry. They've bet an entire channel of their entire company around this. And they're publicly traded, obviously. And they're the biggest supplier of grocery chain. You've got, you know, um, it's a big law, uh, law firms are on there. You've got Candelta, you've got big uh, cannabis and LP players. You've got Sundial, you've got Tilray. So you've got the people at the table that have a major stake in this is being a success. And I'm looking at this as sort of like a perpetual interview, you know, like they don't necessarily know me, but here's a chance for me to share my ideas and get a stance on what's happening from a different perspective. I'm not one of them. I'm part of them, but in a different way. So um, I just have to say everyone has a voice, but you have to make yourself stand out even amongst the, this clutter. And I'd like to uh, say that, you know, this chamber has a great interest in helping all Canadians from an economic standpoint. So I think it's, you know, if you get on the call, if you can be part of that conversation, at least you're at the table listening to what's happening. And for myself, this is a huge impact for my 
my business and my clients um, and really about changing the stigma, which is about really what we're doing. So I invite everyone to participate if they can. Well, and I think the interesting thing is uh, whether you're a law blouse and you have, you know, thousands of uh, employees or, you know, you're a smaller company like myself or the Green Generation Company where you're really trying to make a difference is you can make a difference. It, it's not just, you know, the the big, huge companies at the, the seat at the table. You can have your input. If you have a good message, it's going to get out there. And this is a really good way, whether you're big or small within this industry. 100%. Okay, let's move on to Game Changers now. And uh, this is somebody that we've kind of chatted about in the past. Uh, tell us what's going on with Hemp E. Yeah, so Hemp E, you know, they were one of my first consulting clients. Um, and I was literally just, you know, starting out and being a strategic consultant for the cannabis and hemp industry when I first met uh, this group. And I was just you know, when I met them, I was sort of gobsmacked at how they had sort of figured out how to put together a distribution channel in extremely sim simplified and easy to execute ways. And and that was a, over two years ago, I think, when I first met them. So fast forward two years later, you know, the, this company has had a lot of um, personal concerns and issues that have affected their business, everything from health to babies to you know transition between urban to rural settings so they've had a lot of hurdles but the really cool thing is that they've made a very sustainable business model in the way that they've distributed their products and essentially it's really cool it's kind of like a mini amazon you know they mm. they acquire good brands that are you know sort of local sourced or canadian sourced products that and they she puts them up or they put them up on their website um which is basically this you know simple e-commerce platform and then their their salespeople or their selling channels they use enthusiasts, which is another way of saying a direct seller um, that just sells to their own network. So this is very much like your, um, you know, I would say your home based business or your network marketing business, but it's not multiple levels or layers of leadership, which is often called an MLM or a pyramid scheme, which people just don't understand and really should sure. stay away from because it isn't fully legal in Canada. But this is not that at all. It's simply a direct channel business that has one layer of reps. And they do a great job. And they've done such a good job that they've created their own product lines, including the Super Bits, which is what you see on your screen here, which is four flavored of, of hemp seeds. And I think this they have come such a far way. And even despite all of the challenges, they've managed to keep their customers super loyal and without like zero marketing dollars, like honest to God, zero marketing dollars. They have managed to keep revenue in the door far normal than just a regular one person business without almost touching anything. So it's a cash flow positive recurring revenue business model that I find extremely fascinating, very easy to set up. And in this industry where hemp products and cannabis products are still very unknown and fragmented, they've found a way to find their customers in this enthusiast way. So I, I just give my hats off to them. I think they've done a fantastic job at just being consistent and knowing what, who their clients are um, and really focusing in on what those people need. And that's what it's all about. How do you reach your customer base is do and help them be what they want to be. And that's what they've done here. So I'm really happy about what's happened here. 
Hempe.ca is uh, the uh, the site that you're looking at right now, and they do have on their main page a way to contact them if you have uh, something that you want to get out there. The only problem I have with this is you've made me very hungry talking about uh, these uh, seeds and chicken and lemon pepper, and now I want to have some wings or something like that. So definitely something that I want to uh, to be able to check out uh, because I love to add uh, delicious, healthy things to my food, and you know this uh, you know cannabis legalization has brought a lot of trendy things with it and and eating healthier with the plant is one of those things exactly and we've talked a number of different times on everything from juicing with the green i think when i had the green juice example Mm -hmm. so the whole thing about cannabis and 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 what i say again as the model for my company other than ending the stigma cannabis legalization has been a catalyst to heal people and heal the world so this is an example of a cataclysmic activity not we're not talking about catalytic converters in cars or whatever (laughs) or massive explosions we're talking about how do we change things quickly and on a different direction we pivot and and hemp the hemp products are like ancient old but because it's legalized all of a sudden there's a new interest in these kinds of things so that's what Mm -hmm. i mean about that and i'm really excited to see this company grow yeah indeed okay what it means to be green we've talked sometimes about some buzzwords and there, there are certainly a lot of buzzwords in the in the cannabis industry but sustainability is one of those buzzwords that actually means something Yes, thank God, <laughs> because people use it a lot. So, I mean, sustainability has a textbook definition, um, which I'm not going to reiterate. You can look that up on, on the internet. But what it means in the terms of being green, and we've also talked about this before, is um, it has been actually set out by the UN, and you have the great graphic there, as their sustainable development goals. So the United Nations, thank God they still are, they're still around and people recognize that symbol. But um, one of the great things that they've done is unified the the world on these 15 or actually it's now 17 development goals that they have set out for the world to achieve to become more sustainable and there's a lot of them on there i'm not going to dive into it but the point is they have set targets they've started they started with what do we need to measure in order to get to be more sustainable and measuring what matters is a key theme in business we've talked about it before as well but this is how you do it as you set a definition for what is a sustainable business let's start with now let's start with where we want to get to and let's figure out what the steps are along the way and that's essentially what i'm saying here and the other cool about the part about this is that we're, you know, cannabis is not the first, if anything, they're the, the farthest from the first and the last industry to, to embrace sustainability. But the cool thing is, is this formula, this metric, and these measurable tools already exist. And they already exist right next to the people that are already doing this in the cannabis sector. So what do I mean by that? Well, here's an example, switch engineering. And we've talked about the certified B Corps before. So here, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring it up again. So switch engineering, I actually met them. They're in my accelerator program. They're super cool people. And they're based in Edmonton, but they have a lot of clients all over Alberta. And they're an engineering consulting and a software integration firm and they've essentially they're coming up with this really cool app to make the sustainability goals easier to be introduced and keep people's companies um, particularly from the perspective of of how do we measure carbon offsets and carbon credits which is a major part of the sustainability initiative so all i'm saying is that in the cannabis and hemp industries, we do not need to reinvent this wheel. This wheel has been created, it's been drafted, it's got a report version of it, it's got all the measurement tools already out there, they've got reporting structure, sustainability, um, 
formats and templates for different size businesses set out by different organizations, depending on which industry you're in. So we do not need to reinvent this wheel. We just need to apply the right size tire to our wheel, you know, on the car kind of thing. <laughs> so this is an area I'm taking a personal initiative in and anyone can find out more on my website, uh, greengencompany.com. You can click on um, a subscription box and you will be sent a template uh, or at least access to the right template uh, options for your own business to be sustainable. Well, it's, it's, you know, it, the thing that really kind of hits home with me is I look at, uh, these, these 17 things that the UN is doing and it kind of tells me a little bit how, you know, maybe lucky we are here because there's a couple of things on here, like quality education and, and clean water and sanitation that we just take as a given here in Canada. And you kind of maybe yeah. forget that there are a lot of people in the, around the world that, that don't have access to that stuff. So a maybe a majority. Us, yeah. How, how lucky we really are. Right. It's funny. Yeah. Like I call it, I call it white wine uh, and wine spelled W H I N E. So our, our, our first world problems, you mm. know, like we complain a lot as North Americans and we have the ability to do so. Mm. But I, when I, I catch a friend or a coworker or anyone else in the space or wherever, I'm like, honest, like if their if their grievance is something that is is trivial on this scale, I'll call them out on. I'm like, you're you're white whining here. And this is why we have the ability to change our world. And we can do that. It's in our control. A lot of people around the world don't have those kinds of abilities. So I just want to be thankful that we live in Canada and following up on this American Thanksgiving weekend, maybe it's a good time. I don't live in America, but I also really appreciate that we have these metrics and that we can talk about this freely and we have the ability to move the dial and change toward a better future. Good stuff. Uh, make sure you check out www.greengencompany.com and find out how Melka can help you. Thanks as always, Melka. We'll chat next week. Thanks, Dean. is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. And big thanks to our partners like Malka LaBelle, who just joined me from the Green Generation Co. and Stonesmiths. Check it out at stonesmiths.ca. The slash uh, features uh, four seconds to heat it up and fire away in three different temperature settings. So it's simple, it's easy, and it's effective. You can find it at Green Rock Cannabis in St. Albert and Lethbridge, Uncle Ron's in Edmonton, and Northern Lights Supply also in Edmonton. So that is Stonesmith, one of our great partners, along with uh, so many more. Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another weed word of the day. Samuel L. Jackson, the Hobbit's Leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. All right, here's what we do on Weed Word of the Day. I give you one slang word and one standard term. And the slang word today is a roach. And, you know, anybody who's uh, smoked joints before knows what a roach is. But if you're new to cannabis, 
that's basically just the end of the joint. It's all burnt, black, brown, so looks like a cockroach, I guess. <laughs> usually it's too hot to handle, so it requires roach clips, which are usually tweezers. Or uh, we used to use tooth uh, paper clips where you'd unfold them and things like that. You get really, really inventive uh, as a kid with these sort of things. You can also save your roaches and uh, combine them into a bowl and get kind of like a... Uh, a swamp water effect, or uh, some people just call it a salad. So uh, that's what a roach is. If you've ever heard people say, uh, I've got a bunch of roaches or roach clips, or you know, you've seen them in movies, that's what it is. The very end of the joint that uh, you need a roach clips for. Now, the standard term I'm going with is agitation. And not this isn't what you, although a lot of people use cannabis to relieve agitation, uh, the word I'm going with, the definition I'm going with, is the process of breaking off uh, to harvest trichomes from the cannabis buds uh, through physical contact. So the agitation process allows you to get the great trichomes uh, that are so, so important, but also helps retain the terpenes of the plant. Uh, it's used quite a bit for collecting keef and for concentrates, and agitation can be made more effective by freezing the product prior to doing it so there's a few different ways uh, that goes along with it uh, i think uh, some some uh, uh, hash sift is uh, made from that as well i'm not an expert but i just do uh, a little bit of research so that is your weed words of the day roach and roach clips and the term agitation which is uh, harvesting the trichomes uh, from the beautiful bud that is mary jane Cannabis 101 podcast, just a little more. Pleased to welcome Kelsey Cannabis to the Cannabis 101 podcast. As we do one hitters, you can hear the full interview with her at cannabis101podcast.ca. But Kelsey, are you ready for one hitters? I am ready for one hitters. Excellent. I, I always say it's always. Uh, nobody ever turns down a one-hitter, so uh, they should be always excited about these questions. What is your favorite THC cultivar? GMO, garlic, mushrooms, and onions. So good. Awesome. How about on the CBD side? Definitely the classic Charlotte's Web. You can't go wrong with it or its story, so I'm glad to enjoy that cultivar. Yeah, it is, uh, you know, for people that don't know, uh, just Google Charlotte's Web Cannabis and uh, it's an amazing, amazing story. What about your favorite consumption method? Vaping. We'll go with vaping for the one. I prefer many, but definitely vaping's a favorite. All right. Do you have a favorite uh, accessory, maybe for even sentimental reasons, or it's just uh, your go-to? I actually love a loop. So if you're growing cannabis and you want to be able to check out the trichomes and how things are going along, I'm obsessed with using a loop. So definitely recommend it. Oh, that is excellent. All right, let's go back in time. What was your first experience like, your first dance with Mary Jane? Oh, geez, I was probably 14 years old. We smoked way too much. We came home too early and ate a brick of cheese. So, (laughs) yeah, that happened. 
That is an awesome story. You know, I wish I could get all of these first experiences that people tell me and put them in some sort of animation because I think that would be really fun to watch for all of us at some point. Um, who is one person that you would love to get high or enjoy cannabis with? Oh, come on now. Snoop Dogg has just got to be an automatic. <laughs> I think so. Is there a famous person that you have been high with? Nobody and everybody, if we, that can be used as an answer. I think it works. I think it works. Okay, okay. Uh, fictional character. If you could smoke a joint with one fictional character, it doesn't have to be a cannabis character, but just any fictional character out there, who would it be? I think if it was any fictional character, it would probably have to be somebody from South Park or The Simpsons. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, good timing on The Simpsons because this week Homer Simpson in the episode where he had medical cannabis is our cannabis character that we're featuring this week. So good timing on that one. How about a, a favorite 420 character? Book, TV, movie, anything? You know what? Definitely Tally from South Park. I think he's a classic. <laughs> so for sure, Tally. Yeah, we just featured him a little while ago. I, I was a big South Park guy, but I stopped watching before Tally uh, oh. came onto the scene. So I'm going to have to revisit it because I didn't know about that character, actually. Uh, for, uh, he is epic. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Uh, what about uh, places? Where is your favorite place to consume? Anywhere outside. I really just love the freedom. I don't have to go 20 miles behind a Taco Bell and hide my joint in the trees. So just anywhere outside feels amazing. Indeed. Uh, enjoying nature with uh, uh, nature, one of the best products from uh, Mother Nature. Is the is there a, a coolest place that you've consumed that you would say, like, man, that was awesome? Um, well, you know, I have partake uh, cannabis in India, so ganja was pretty amazing there. Otherwise, locally, I love to climb the mountains in the area, so if I can climb up one of those mountains, have an amazing view and smoke a doobie, I am happy. That is one of the one of the most freeing feelings ever is being on top of a mountain with a joint, right? isn't it? Right. Indeed, indeed. Um, wh where's the place you would like to get high? Is there a bucket list place that you have? You know what? Just in restaurants for a, a surface answer. I can't wait to the day that I can go in and order my meal and just be able to light up or uh, consume an edible, whatever that is. So I'm really looking forward to restaurant time. Yeah, I, I am so with you, and, and Canada tourism could be just so big and so much better uh, for our country. Okay, uh, what goes well with weed? Food. <laughs> yeah, food. just, you know, as getting the munchies or infusing it with your food as well. Either or, just uh, speaking of tourism, just the way the market will be going with having infusions and having these high-end ways to enjoy cannabis or just different consumption methods, I'm all about it. All right, what is your favorite slang word for weed? What did you guys used to call weed when you were growing up? You know, it was weed, but my favorite slang word is definitely cannabis. I like mm -hmm. to use that because it covers marijuana and hemp, so cannabis is my favorite slang. Ah, that is awesome. And let's yeah. wrap up with something that I know you love. What is your favorite terpene? This might be hard for you to narrow down. Oh, that you know what? That's actually exactly what it was, hard to narrow down. So if I have to pick one, I'll go with myrcene. The reason I love myrcene is it's a great sedative, relaxant, and excellent for those with sleep issues. So finding a terpene 
that is full and high with myrcene included, I definitely recommend it. Indeed. This has been a lot of fun. Kelsey Cannabis is an educational consultant, and you can hear her full episode at www.cannabis101podcast.ca. This is the Cannabis 101 Podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. And that's going to wrap things up for episode 75, hour number one. Hour number two will come out this Wednesday. Nathan Meissen of Diplomat Consulting and Chris Ionson of Nova Cannabis will join us. Nathan and I are going to dive into some of what we talked today about the UN voting and also changes to the Cannabis Act. So really looking forward to that important, important conversation. And Chris and I are going to have another delicious cultivar for you on what's that strain. Thank you for watching. If you did on our YouTube channel or our social media feeds, if you're listening and you'd like to watch, check out the Cannabis 101 podcast on YouTube and you can find past episodes as well. And if you did enjoy the show, please subscribe, leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. We're always looking to improve things on the program. Of course, thank you to our great partners uh, from the OZ as well as uh, the Green Generation Co. and Stonesmiths. Find them at stonesmiths.ca, a great Edmonton company. I'm going to get those guys on next week and we're going to give one of these away. We're giving away a slash. Uh, so check out what it is at stonesmiths.ca. You will love it. If you'd like to be a partner with us or you'd like to appear on the show as a guest, hit me up on the email machine, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. I will see you on hour number two. We'll also have cannabis characters and another chance to chime in to win a regal cigar. For past episodes, you can head to cannabis101podcast.ca. And if you're into other podcasts and other shows, check out podcastalley.ca, where I have a couple of sports programs that you may be interested. As always, we leave you with the artist, My Dead Dog, who is celebrating a birthday today. So happy birthday. He leaves us with the marijuana song. And remember... It's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. We'll chat on Wednesday.
saxophone would make a great pipe. You took too much, man. You took too much. Too what much. What are you people? On dope? Kind of grabs you by the boo-boo, don't it?